Come in, damn it. You're sure a punctual bastard. Welcome to the podcast at Orgy Castle. Sit back, darling, and enjoy with your hosts, Derek and Paula. Should we explain to the listeners why uh, Angel of Heat isn't the movie we're talking about tonight? Yes, yes, we should. We definitely should explain that because that's very, very important. Well, listeners, uh, we were supposed to be doing Angel of Heat if you listened to the last episode, which, why didn't you listen to the last episode? What is wrong with you? It was, it was, it was good. It was a really great episode. Yeah. We vouch yeah. for it. We do, we do. So does uh, Simon David Beach from physics teacher from england he vouches for it too <laughs> thank he's you the, simon <laughs> he's he's the best guy on earth he is he is he's also a big fan of bam bam why aren't we watching angel of heat blade braxton's oh uh, well this blade so now we come full circle as to why we're not watching angel of heat yeah mr blade braxton our good bud from wrestle crap radio oh, and also boy. from my little movie called hole in the wall and my little uh, movie called mediatrix and mediatrix he was supposed to be coming on because that dude has had a chub for this podcast <laughs> since we started it. And been blowing up our phones and blowing up the boards, wanting to get in on the mix on this gimmick. And uh, we finally got him in and he had, <laughs> he had to adult this week and couldn't do it. So next week, cross your fingers, do or die. If he doesn't show up, we're still going to fucking do yeah, it. We're doing Angel of Heat regardless. So Blade... Come on, man. Carve us an hour, dude. Really shit the bed on this one, bud. Yeah. But anyway, so we decided to go back to the classic well. And uh, a while back, I had talked to Paula about this fun little movie that we're going to talk about tonight. School of the Holy Beast, Yay! which is a classic Japanese Sexploitation, nunsploitation, pinky violence film from pinky, 1974. Pinky nunsploitation. Since I've recently fallen in love with pinkies, right? And have long, long loved nunsploitation. This was, uh, it was glorious. It was very different than, say, a satanical pandemonium or an images from a convent, though. Do you really think it was that different? It wasn't as sexy. There was not... The sex, mm. the quantity, and the and the nuns weren't going mad because of like sexual repression. I mean, it had to do with with what it had to do with, but it was very different than the other ones where the devil comes in and makes everybody go crazy. Right. This was them specifically having the the different love triangles that they had going on. So it wasn't anything that was like a supernatural deal like it was in the others. It wasn't a fever dream. It wasn't a plague dream. It wasn't an old man's gardener's fantasy on his last stop on the way to the graveyard. It was real human problems, which was interesting because of the presence that Christianity has had off and on in Japan. So it was an interesting take to me on, I'm getting really fucking nerdy. Here. No, get as nerdy as you want. It was an interesting take on nunsploitation for me from somebody from a non-Western viewpoint. Absolutely. You know I mean, somewhere it's more Shinto and Buddhism and Christianity is more of a side fringe cult as opposed to like the main dish. And, um, and so I, I found that quite captivating again, also so beautiful. Oh, um, heartbreakingly gorgeous exploitation. This just 
the scene in the fields with the nuns in the hay was like straight out of a Van Gogh or Kurosawa. I mean, the, the, the art direction on these and the, uh, the balance, the balance and the symmetry. Yeah. It's so fucking beautiful. It is gorgeous. So fucking beautiful and less smutty. It's violent and there's torture and there's, there's rape. Um, it's a Japanese film. It's a pinky yeah. film. They're, the foundation of pinky violence films is rape. Yeah. And so there's that and there's the suicide and, 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 and all that kind of stuff. And all of this, of course, centers around one man, the Japanese Rasputin priest. Um, but yeah, it was it was just gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And well, this era Japanese of his adult film. Yeah. Well, this era of Japanese exploitation film is done in a very specific way. All of it. That's why I love this era. That's why last week, you know, I was so gobsmacked over uh, female teacher and Ropel, which by all means shouldn't be a movie I really am into. But it's so amazingly gorgeous that it's hard to not get sucked into it. And the same thing with this. I mean, the, the story of School of the Holy Beast is a fairly simple one. It's about this woman who decides to go into a convent to investigate what happened to her mother um, upon her death 18 years ago. So she goes into this place and starts finding out. It's like a kind of like what you had said while we were watching it. It's kind of soap opera-ish where, Very you know, it, there's love triangles. There's people being catty, trying to get one up on each other. And you end up finding out this, this priest that comes in to oversee the entire monastery is basically having his way with just about everyone in the place. Yeah. And then, you come to find out the priest is her dad. Duh, duh, duh. Her mother, had she finally finds out way later on, had gotten pregnant by him 18 years earlier and then hung herself on Christmas Day. And that's when she was born. That's when Maya was born on Christmas Day after her mother had hung herself. She came out and then that lady that she kept going to tend to, who was sick and old, kept telling her these bits of the story after she saw her cross, that yeah. was her mother's cross that she had put on her when she'd been born and taken her. Yeah, so. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. all very Western story, you know, plot devices that are used throughout this. I mean, that's the thing about the Japanese film is that it took so many cues from Western Hollywood films and just took them and kind of tried to turn them on their head uh, in weird ways, but still were very true to a lot of them. So, I mean, you have these tropes like there's the symbol that symbolizes who she is and everyone finds out eventually who she is in a very simplistic way that you don't have to over explain and stuff like that. But uh, the main pull in this movie beyond what you had said, obviously, which is like the insanely gorgeous photography that's vibrant and poppy with color and okay. symmetrical in composition, beautiful it, women, is the insanely beautiful women that get topless over and over and over again and get whipped. Whipped. Just whipped. So much whipping. Whipped. <laughs> the first, what the first big one that they have is the two women. Were they fighting? Why did they punish those first two chicks and gave them, they just handed them bull whips and had them go at each other topless? That's because they were, they <laughs> so were they being catty towards each they other. Food. They, one of them, they stole food. Yep. 
That's what it was. And because I remember one of them saying, I think this is a really harsh punishment for stealing food, but they'd stolen food. And so, yeah, they gave him the bull and he handed each a bull whip. They both stripped to the waist. And then all the nuns are standing around perfectly symmetrical, right? Because the whole thing, every scene in this is either perfectly symmetrical or perfectly balanced. Yeah. So as to give the illusion of symmetry, even if it isn't perfectly symmetrical, but there's all, it's always perfectly balanced. And so, yeah, so you've got these two chicks topless with the bull whips in front and then the nuns standing around perfectly. And they're just in line, in line, in line watching and breathing hard. And, uh, and just those girls just beat the shit out of each other. It was like a wild West shoot off. Yeah. (laughs) Some weird wild, wild West, like sideshow or next, like wild Bill Hickok was going to come up and like, I don't know, shoot these chicks nipples off or something. It was just, it was weird. I loved every time it happened because (laughs) all the breasts in this movie to sound as piggish as I can were exquisite. They were, they were, (laughs) they were beautiful, beautiful, natural, stunning breasts. The women are just gorgeous. And that's the thing about this movie is over and over. This movie finds excuses to get these women topless and have someone whip them. Yeah. The one in the, in the, in the punishment room. And I was like the punishment room. Oh, the punishment room that I'm, I'm pretty sure that the director who was the director of American beauty with all the rose petals. Yeah. 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 That's what, that's what this kept reminding me of when I was watching it. And that's when the first time when I was like, I want to see this big because they take her into the punishment room and all these nuns come at her. She's bound with, um, thorns yep. sinking into her breasts and they do this close up of the blood trailing, trailing down the, the vine, down the thorn and then all these nuns come into the room and it's a room's kind of like a ethereal bluish white. Like there's yeah. a lot of bluish white rooms in this movie. And this is the punishment room. It's got that ethereal bluish white with the crazy lighting that anyway, I don't understand that, but, um, and they all come at her, they all come at her in line, <laughs> like tallest in the middle down to the shortest. And they all come at her and with a, with a bouquet of red roses which they just proceed to then punish her with yelling whip at the shit yelling out of her and whip the shit out of her one by one with these, with these huge bouquets of red roses. And there's just petals flying everywhere. And then you got slow-mo of her with blood flinging in her hair, like out like this. And she's just gorgeous and in pain and just so many close up and just rose petals flying everywhere. <laughs> I was like, shit, I want to see this on the big screen. This is spectacular. And it, and it contrasts with that blue. So like all the color schemes all, the way that they, I mean, I don't know. They just really did a great job with the color and the lines again, like female teacher and Ropel. It's just each scene is like, fuck. It's hard not it's to just almost, stare at this. It's almost a, each scene's almost like a painting. Mm-hmm. Each, you know, especially when, oh God, the nuns in the hay. That, and the one smoking, and that's when they have the cat fight because she's smoking and the other one catches her. And then they're just like, because all the nuns are talking shit to each other all the right. time. But the scene with before they get to that, because of course it's the slow and methodical buildup. You don't go to the chick who's smoking right away. You show them working, you go, you know, the wide, and then you get closer and closer in. And they show it so that basically the wheat or the hay or whatever is taking up the entire screen. And then the nuns are moving around these little black creatures with inside of it. Yeah. Blue sky. Just blue sky with the yellow hay and it was with the with the black nuns. And it's just and then it builds and you go across the scene and then you find the nun smoking. And then they go from this peaceful scene to this big ass fucking cat fight. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it's, 
these movies are just blowing my mind. They really are. They're so, like you said, they, they borrow from Western tropes, but they're doing it from a non-Western perspective. Absolutely. So what it's, what's done with it. It's almost like watching, not quite, because this is a very different, this is a stretch because it's such a goofier example, but canon films try to do Western American tropes, but there's always something that's just a little off. That's because of the Turkish background of the yeah, producers. They're both, they're both Israeli, I believe, right? Or something like, yeah, aren't, I thought, yeah. yeah, Israeli or Turkish, one Israeli, of the two. And so they kind of, it's like, oh, like, like the last American virgin that didn't quite hit the mark when it was coming out, when all those teen comedies did, because it was pretty fucking dark. And it wasn't that it wasn't a good movie. It was a remake of one they'd done called Lemon Popsicle. It just didn't hit with American markets because they were always just something that was a little off. And that's what I love about their movies. And so that's what these Japanese, like you're saying, they throw the Western tropes in there, but they're doing it from a non-Western perspective. So it's fun to see how they manifest that. And like well, the cat with the whole Catholic thing, but you got the priest halfway through talking about how there's no God. And how there's like, like he's a very atheist priest, you know? Well, at this point in his life, when he comes in, it's obvious he had been through some shit and he's obviously done a lot of really reprehensible things. Yeah. And I think he had gotten to the point because they make references to, um, Nagasaki and the bomb and a bunch of other That's stuff. Where scars came from. Yep. Ah, and he Is that he had lost help. faith. That they didn't have us in they didn't help us in Auschwitz. They saw the bomb go off. That's why he was so scarred up. Yep. I'd forgotten about that bit. That got heavy. I it mean got heavy it, real quick. Not that it's a light movie in any way, shape, or form, but I hadn't put I hadn't put his scars with the Nagasaki bomb together. <gasps> Okay. Right, right. Okay. It, so I mean he obviously there's there's also some of that Japanese stoicism that's tossed into him as well and the nuns. The nuns when we've cuz I mean we covered images in a convent earlier in the podcast and um the difference between in, in demeanor between those nuns and this is is a completely night and day kind of thing because of japanese culture and how women act within it it's so different these women in this movie are almost militant yeah in their faith yeah and there's there's no leniency in anything that happens to anybody when something happens it's an immediate call to action yeah and they all love to stand around and watch <laughs> and, and participate, too. They love to punish each other. And it seems some of them seem to love being punished as well. Yeah. 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 Like we were saying, the obsessiveness and the, um, the Japanese S&M, you know, like that Oni Rokodan book that I got, I can't wait to dig into because that's, uh, I don't know, that, that mentality is captivating. Well, it's a lot of voyeurism. A lot of voyeurism. A lot of voyeurism in, in these movies, and especially School of the Holy Beast, more than just about anyone, is is mostly about people watching and being complicit in bad acts. Well, like that gorgeous lesbian scene in the greenhouse. Right. It's beautiful. Again, gorgeously shot, completely balanced the entire time, surrounded by freaking orchids and things. So pretty. And was it Maya that walks up on them? So she's the interloper in the convent. Who's, who's, yeah, Maya walks up on them, and uh, she starts trouble a lot. Um, and uh, then she basically blackmails them. That's her whole angle with everybody is eventually she wants to get the up and up on everybody so she can find the dirt on right. what happened. Yeah. Any means necessary. 
So the whole movie, she's just kind of like playing the game between every last person in there. Because, I mean, the movie starts with her, you know, having one last huge fling with with a boy toy she meets out, you know, in Tokyo. And they're drinking and fucking. And then she goes there and she hops back and forth out of of the conference. Yeah. So she brings them in, too. And there's boys, yeah. It got weirdly slapstick at that point. <laughs> Raping and slapstick. It was like, where are we? In fucking Dracula, the dirty old man land again? <laughs> with I, a weird rape scene. Yeah, with two men dressed as nuns, <laughs> raping a, a nun who is obsessed with dirty pictures, who wakes... Anyway, yeah, but it got really... Like I said, it got really rapey and then really slapstick when they were trying to, like, leave. Yep. The, to the point that even when they, like, helped them get over the wall at the end, it made, like, a whoop. Like, yep, there's a sound effect, like, whoop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you almost wanted to hear, like, yakety sacks when they were, like, running around to get away, which was very weird for the tone, but it recovered pretty well. But it got really... got goofy there for a second, which was unexpected. Well, I think, you know, th- this kind of film in it... Yeah, rapey. It always is going to get rapey. That's like, like I had said, it's the benchmark of pinky violence films of this era. Um, Another thing is that these films, same as what we had encountered last week with a female teacher in Ropel, are fantasies. Mm -hmm. They're very much films that aren't super rooted in reality. They're heightened in hyper reality. Like almost as if they had seen some of Dario Argento's movies, took some of the aesthetic, some of you know the the super hard colors that are going in those movies because let's admit around the era and before the bird with the crystal plumage and deep red were insanely huge movies yes they were but also in japan all the pinky violence films were taking cues from the italians and all of this was just kind of like intermixing mm-hmm. and it became this era of of japanese exploitation film is almost more about style than it is anything else in mm-hmm. school of the holy beast kind of it embodies that and takes it and runs with it but at the same time actually crafts a story which is unique within this this whole genre because it's a dark story for the most part these movies are just kind of like mini vignettes that just you know just set pieces for rape like Mm -hmm. they want to set up the next titillation scene there's no real coherent flow to the stories this one more than just about any of the other ones that i've seen at least and i've I've seen a lot of them. Uh, actually, is one of the more perfectly balanced of the films. Okay, it has a great story, mm-hmm. even though it gets really dark and really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing cinematography, as we had say, we had said, and the pace it just flies by. This is a quick and breezy ninety-one minutes. Mm-hmm. No, it was um, it, it was it was absolutely spectacular. I like I was expecting it to be sexier, and it was not which was fine, but my whole idea of what this movie was was completely wrong. What did you think going into this? What were you expecting? I was thinking it was going to be a bit more gonzo. I didn't realize it was going to be, but then I thought that with Female Teacher and Ropel as well, I was expecting, because, you know, I'm watching more of Takashi Miyuki. Yeah, sure. More the gonzo Japanese movies, and I've watched, I mean, Yugetsu is one of my favorite films. I love anything pretty much Akira Kurosawa does. Um, So I love love the 
you know, 60s and, and 70s Japanese movies with slow pacing and all that kind of stuff. But for some reason, I had in my head it was going to be more meatball machine. <laughs> Uh, have you ever seen female uh, female prisoner scorpion or any of those? It's been a minute since I watched. I've seen one or two because there's a few of them. Yeah, but I was, there was a rockabilly cats one or something. Sure, stray cat rock. Stray cat rock. I've seen that. And so I think I was expecting. I don't know. But the school of the holy beast for some reason the name just conjured up. I don't know. I expected there to be a lot more. Uh, <laughs> There was a humiliating urination scene. In this oh, of course, there was a humiliating. Why? Nah. It's a Japanese exploitation film. Someone's got to piss on something in it. She pissed on Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a piss scene in this fucking gimmick. Always is. Yeah, better this- that, that salt water and then set that stat that whatever freeze of the Jesus underneath there. And if, if you piss on him, then then you're a witch. And she's trying to prove she's not a witch. And then she. She Something she was- that you haven't seen in other heretic movies. What, the on Jesus? <laughs> yeah. yeah, their tests for witchery were uh, were definitely nothing that I had ever heard before. <laughs> it was not witch ducking, it was Christ peeing, so, you know, right. whatever. Yeah, you, you can't pee on it if you're a witch. You could not pee on the holy relic. No, nope, you wouldn't defy it. How many gallons of salt water they made you drink and held you down for five or six hours? Nah, nah, no. That was uh, again all the nuns standing around gleefully, and if you aren't holding her down, you're watching like this. Yeah. That yeah. So fucking sick. Yeah, and the one chick who comes in to weed out the interloper or whatever toward oh, the end. Dressed in the white. Yep. Yeah. So she's just like, yeah. Aren't you gonna come watch this chick piss on Jesus? She didn't say that, but that's essentially what. That, she was, that was pretty much what it was. It was the, the witch trial. On you don't want to be a heretic, do you? You got to come watch. It was not the father who had sent her because he wanted Maya gone. He remember he wanted her to be a sacrifice for God. He wanted to get rid of the daughter. Well, because he had figured uh, out that she knew some shit. Yeah, yeah. So be an offering to God because she knew too much. And so was that with the with the big severe white all white habit lady who came in and took over for the his his former lover who had killed it is totally a soap opera plot there's twists and turns everybody's backstabbing each other well the white habits sleep with so what's that there's only one man to sleep with oh jesus (laughs) that's true (laughs) yeah Got the girl he raped pregnant. She's the one, the, 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 the witch, the pissing, yeah. The pissing witch. God. Yeah, it's a complicated story. It's a complicated story, but it's told in a way that, you know, you can follow it very oh, well. Oh, oh, absolutely, definitely. And, and Maya finally, you know, she's, like you said, she befriends her, gets dirt on everybody, and she weaves her way around and causes trouble where she needs to and finds things out. And, um, oh, God, that none with the dirty pictures. That was that was a pretty funny scene. Oh, they're one of the best shots in the movie was the scene where she's sitting at her desk, right? And she's gotten the dirty pictures, which she's definitely going to go burn. <laughs> no, she's definitely not going to go jail yeah, off to. She's sitting at her desk, which has a green glass reflective top, right? Yeah. Keep that in mind. And it's beautiful. So she's sitting there and she looks over and it shows her kind of like a shot from below and it shows her and she reaches to the drawer and she goes to pull it out and then she slaps her own hand. 
and no, 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 I can't look, I can't look. So apparently the pictures are in there. Finally, of course, she gives in to sin, like you do, and she opens it and she starts looking at the pictures. Well, it's to start shooting her from above with, so you can see that the where the where the where the desk ends and it's this green glass, and you see her pull up her her skirt and her hand goes underneath. Wait, 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 wait. She deep licks her fingers first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be as gross as we can get on this. Let's be exact. She deep throats her fingers first. If that whatever gets you through the night. And <laughs> And and so she does that, and then it goes in. But the shot is so great because she starts masturbating. But so you see her skirt in the hand, but uh, her face is reflected in the desk. Yeah. And that was just a really so the green and the reflection, and then the hand and the it was just a great shot. <laughs> that was one of my favorite masturbation shots I've ever seen. Of a, of a nun gelling off. Um, well, of a of a nun masturbating to illicit pornography. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> But it was, it was a beautiful shot. It just really was like so many in this. It was just, again, very well balanced, very symmetrical. The, the slant on the screen and everything was just completely balanced. It was just crazy. Yeah. So if you're a fan of really beautiful, eye-popping cinema, mm. uh, in, <laughs> and people doing things that you're not necessarily figuring you're going to see, with nuns on the screen. Right. You're going to love this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Should we tell them the end? No. Just they leave can watch this. Okay. Do you really? Well, there is, there is a double cross at the end of this movie that um, my hint will be, if you've seen old boy, you kind of have an idea of what you're in for at the end of this gimmick. It's a, it's a double cross of the highest order and it's kind of grody. Okay. What did you think of the end? Um, I don't know. I I guess again, that's not something I would ever do. But fine, let's just let it out of the bag. Go for it. Well, okay. So her, she finds out that the priest is her dad, and her dad has raped her friend Sako, and got her pregnant, and then she's the one that got tortured by the nuns and all that kind of stuff. And I believe she dies, doesn't she? Well, it's it's implied that after she had left because you know she pissed on Christ. Right. It, it's implied that after Maya left the room, the nuns killed her. Okay. So yeah, so she finds out she's dead and so she's pissed off, so she leaves. And she goes to her dad, the, her, the priest that she's found out is her father because she knows what he did to Hisako and she's found out what she's done to her. Now, is this after the other nun tries to push her off the court? Yeah, well, yeah, she drop kicks one, the Inquisitor nun out a window yeah. and then throws the other um, head uh, mistress into like an acid vat. Yes. Because every monastery must have a drop a dropped floor that, you know, leads to an acid vat. And the Lord's acid vat. The yeah. Lord's acid vat. The Lord's acid vat. You gotta have one. So, okay. So, yeah, because it was the lady who had been in competition with her mom. And when her mom had gotten pregnant and then her mom had killed herself and this lady had gone and taken. Yeah. So her mom, this lady had been her mom's enemy. So yes. she put her into the acid vat. 
she yeah in a, in a struggle the the headmistress wanted to kill maya right and uh didn't succeed got thrown into the acid vat so maya after drop kicking the the inquisitor woman out the window and, and getting her impaled on one of the fence oh, posts oh, yeah that was awesome that was a great shot yeah christmas and it was snowing <laughs> yeah and it Again. was Really bloody and beautiful, and she was all in white. Yep, all it. So yeah, the shot very reminiscent of Lady Snowblood and oh, stuff God, like I that. Love yep. So she goes to the father. Yes. And oh, as revenge, he doesn't know at this point that he's her father. No, she does. He does not. No idea. She seduces him, fucks him, and then goes whoop. I'm your daughter. Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I guess he's just used to young women crawling in bed with him in the middle of the night and not questioning it. I want his life. Sad uh, trombone. Yeah, oh, sad trombone. <laughs> yeah, so that, and then the lady apparently didn't die in the acid bag. <laughs> she crawled out of the acid bag. Or maybe it was like bo- a boiling cauldron or something for <laughs> hot water. I don't know. It was disgusting. I don't know. It was boiling and it was not good. Anyway, half of her face is melted. But what, what happens, Casey? They're both like face off, right? Yeah. And then we, and then all of a sudden we hear a noise and he just falls. And there she is standing there. Does she have his balls in her hand? No, she stabbed him, stabbed him. With, with in the back with, with uh, a crucifix. Yes. yes, she stabbed him in the back with a crucifix. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and then she's standing there all melted, and he's on the ground, and the crucifix, yeah. and the scars, all the scars from the, yeah. Yep. Dun, 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 that was her Christmas present to him. Yeah. yeah, I want you to live the rest of your life in shame that yeah. you fucked your own daughter. Yeah. And uh, then the other lady kills him. Yeah. End of the movie. <laughs> so so this is a crazy ass fucking movie. If you like crazy ass movies, you're going to dig this one. It's another oh. bonkers movie. It is another crazy ass bonkers movie that is just gorgeous. <laughs> so at the end of the day, how many Jackalmans are you going to uh, give this is, this is, the Holy Beast? This is a full five Jackalmans. This is, this is all five. It, it wasn't remotely sexy except for that one lesbian scene, but it definitely had smut in another whole other way. And it was just so freaking gorgeous. It had rape. Why did you clap when you said that? Um, because, um, you know, Jackalmans. That's that's a weird thing to clap for. I was a sarcastic. What's it? What? Okay. Uh, can you give me a non-sarcastic clap? Okay. Give me a sarcastic clap. <laughs> okay. For the listeners that can't see your face when you do that, what's the difference between the two? <laughs> the level of enthusiasm and the number of repetitions there. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> no, that was a sarcastic clap. That was one of those, hey, look, we got rape again movies. Um, because a lot of the movies we watch have had that. No, it was just this movie. Okay, so we've got gorgeous, gorgeous women. We have that that era that I love so much with all the colors and all the the, the furnishings and clothes. Like everything I love in this is just I mean, everything in here is everything that I love. I mean, mm-hmm. it's my love of 
1960s and 70s shit, you know? So I love that. And I love the story. And it was such a soap opera. Again, the 90 minutes just flew straight the hell by. And uh, that scene in the punishment room, that's five Jackalmans on its own. I just don't want to, like, strain your Jackalmans, you know? But it was just beautiful. I want to see this movie huge. I want theater all to my fucking self. You can come if you want to. Oh, thank and you. And I that's just want to, like, watch this huge because it's just that scene with the roses and the whoosh and the, whoosh and the blood and the oh it was amazing yeah. all those rows of nuns just so many yeah i mean five jackalmans for the cinematography alone yeah. in the other direction so the lines of nuns when they're coming through on christmas and you got that procession and they're coming through and they've all got candles and it's snowing outside right after the 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 lady's been impaled and it just shows that that just wave of nuns coming down the hall of the abbey with candles oh just gorgeous yeah everything about this movie it's just beautiful yeah it from the get-go this was five out of five jackalmans this is probably in my top 10 of all time exploitation films i've watched this movie a ton of times every time so I talk to somebody that hasn't seen it. I have to show them School of the Holy Beast. <laughs> it's one of those movies for me. It's if you're an exploitation fan, especially if you're Japanese exploitation fan, this is a must see. Five out of five Jackalmans all the way. It is sleazy in all the right ways. It's mm-hmm. beautiful and hypnotic. Mm. And it's a really easy watch. It's a really fun watch. It never drags. There's always some stupid hijinks going on. And did we tell you already once that there's a scene where two topless chicks whip each other yeah. in a room? Bull whips. Holy fuck. Bull One of the whips. greatest scenes you'll ever yeah, see. Yeah, it was, it was spectacular. <laughs> oh, this, is, this is flat out. A top hill banger. We're really pounding out. I know lately on the podcast, folks, there's been a lot of five out of five Jackalman movies that have been happening. We're kind of going through a lot. Mostly, I I gotta admit, I'm showing Paula a lot of films that I really love. I'm trying to get a lot of these out of the way so she can see them, and then we'll start deep diving oh, some of the. Not too long ago, Sweet Sugar was a stinker. Oh, what a fucking um, fire! Deep Throat got negative Jackalmans from me. <laughs> Uh, the opening of Misty Beethoven, I only got like a Jackalman from me and we had schoolgirl hit. We've, we've had, you know, it's been, it's been up and down. It's just that we have seen some really spectacular ones last week that this one, Felicity. part of it. Yeah. Felicity fucking images in the combat. I mean, mm. so we've seen some, we've seen some gorgeous ones and we've seen some shitty ones and I'm sure we'll run into a shitty one again. Well, I'm hoping next week's not going to be one of those shitty ones. Oh, my God. Angel of Heat, Marilyn fucking Chambers doing naked kung fu. Hell yeah. (laughs) If you folks, if you have not seen the trailer for Angel of Heat, if you're not a member of our Patreon page, go over to patreon.com forward slash all the gimmicks. And I post updates on the movies we'll be doing up there with trailers and photos. And we talk about them. It is one of the greatest trailers you'll ever fucking see in your whole miserable ass life. It is. It is. You you gotta you've definitely got to go and check that out. Yeah. It is a top hill banger. Mm-hmm. So 
definitely go check it check that trailer out most of all just go over to our patreon and throw a few schmeckles our way we appreciate it it helps go. us get some of these movies it's, it's hard watching all this smut if you want to send us some movies, contact us on the Patreon page and you can definitely, but none of the, no illegal illicit movies. I'm not going to go there. Not going like, to go there. Like, like what? Oh, this, oh, well, we'll talk about that off air. No, no, no. <laughs> like creepy shit, like not good shit, like not smutty, like just you. Like you. Ew, like like that Joker was trying to in the old gimmicks group trying oh, to sell us cunt fart six. I can't. Oh, I had to stop looking that day. Like I had to just check out because if I heard that phrase one more time, I was gonna, I was gonna hurt somebody. It's <laughs> well, like, not hurt anybody. No, I don't want to hurt anybody. So I had to like not look at that thread anymore because it was just like, yeah. <laughs> if I hear that phrase one more time. Well, we nah. won't say that again on the podcast so <laughs> that's it for episode 10 paula any final words you want to say oh my god um the school of the holy beast i wouldn't want to be a student there but boy i do love to watch satan is the name she goes by there's a lot of devil in a Can't tell